بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نعمد نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم ما بعد ونبني عباس رضي الله تعالى عنهما قال مر رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بقبور بالمدينة فأقبل عليهم بوجهه فقال السلام عليكم يا أهل القبور يغفر الله لنا ولكم أنتم سلفنا ونحن بالأثر رواه الترمذي وقال حديث حسن This brings us to the final hadith in the chapter which deals with the virtue of for the men particularly of visiting the graveyard and what should be done or what should be said when one visits the graveyard the narrator of this riwayat we began or we did a brief translation of it yesterday is abdullah bin abbas radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma he says that rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam passed by some graves in medina munawwara and rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam then faced the graves aqbala alayhim bi wajhihi means he turned towards the grave from this ulama ikram mentioned that it is mustahab that when you visit the graveyard and recite the dua or when one visits the graveyard and recites the dua they mention that it is better that you actually face the grave we have one of two options when you visit the graveyard one is you can face the graves themselves or the grave of the person you are actually visiting or you can face qibla now with regards to this there is a difference of opinion as to what is more virtuous or better to do the preferred opinion amongst ulama ikram the advice that is given for example based on this hadith we see it is sunnah to actually face the grave when addressing or when making the dua in this case nabi pak sallallahu alaihi wasallam faced the grave and said assalamu alaikum ya ahli alqubur this hadith also this is the third or fourth hadith wherein we are taught a dua and these duas we can see my respected brothers are very very brief and this being a regularly practiced sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam i've mentioned this before and i'm reiterating that we should try and learn these duas with their meanings this dua assalamu alaikum ya ahli alqubur peace be upon you o residents of these graves may yaghfirullahu lana wa lakum may allah forgive you and may allah forgive us you have gone ahead and we will soon follow you have preceded us antum salafuna wa nahnu bil athar we are right behind you athar means like when you following somebody footstep to footstep bislahum says that we are right behind you in other words the time of our moth and death is also very near so there is great sabak in this dua there is a reminder of the shortness of the life of this world and in this dua we are taught to make to supplicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the forgiveness of the residents of the grave coming back to the issue of whether we should be actually be facing the grave or face qibla as we know when a person is placed in the grave when the mayyit is placed in the grave he is placed in such a manner that his face is turned towards the qibla so first prize may be depending on the location of the graveyard and the physical grave that we can maybe stand in such a way 
that we are facing the grave and facing Qibla at the same time. If the position of the grave or the gradient of the graveyard is such that both cannot be achieved, then ulama Kiram say the preferred way is to, when greeting the mayyad or reciting the dua, is to face the grave itself. Then after that one will make dua. Next question arises, in making the dua at the graveyard, do you raise your hands or not? Some scholars give the opinion that don't raise your hands in dua at the graveyard. However, we find there's a riwayat in Muslim Sharif. The narrator is Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. It's a lengthy hadith section of it. She mentions, she describes one night where she followed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the latter part of the night to physically see what he is doing. In that riwayat she mentions, Ja'al Baqi'ah, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to Jannatul Baqi' late that night. Very, very beneficial riwayat from Aisha radiallahu anha because in this we learn many of the etiquettes of visiting the graveyard. She says, فَأَطَّالَ الْقِيَامِ Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stood for a long time. From this we learn there's nothing wrong with spending a long period of time at the graveyard, provided we spend the time correctly. فَأَطَالَ الْقِيَامِ He stood for a long time. And then she says, ثُمَّ رَفَعَ يَدَيْهِ ثَلَاثَ مَرَّاتِ Nabi Sallallahu raised his hands in dua. He raised his hands and according to this riwayat, ثَلَاثَ مَرَّاتِ Three times. Nabi Sallallahu raised his hands, made dua, dropped his hand, then raised his hand again, made dua, dropped his hand, raised his hand again. Three times, Nabi Sallallahu did this. In the commentary of this Imam Nawi Rahimullah, in his commentary of Muslim Sharif, he mentions Istihbabu Italati Dua. It is mas mustahab, preferable that we make long dua if we can, and obviously we have that level of knowledge. It is permissible, in fact preferable that we make long dua. Secondly, takriruhu to repeat the dua a few times. وَرَفْعُ الْيَدَيْنِ And to raise one's hand in the dua. Then the next question, raise the hands. Should we be standing or should we be sitting when making dua? With regards to the graveyard, we find this mentioned in the riwayat which we just read out. فَأَطَّالَ الْقِيَامِ Nabi Sallallahu stood for a long time. He stood. So from this Imam Nawi Rahimullah mentions, in dua al-qa'im Akmal min du'ai jalis. Li ziyaratil qubur. That when a person is visiting the graveyard, it is a more complete form of du'a that he actually stands. You should stand and make the du'a. Raise your hands in the du'a. There's nothing wrong with that. Provided we are very, very clear in our heart that we are not making du'a to the resident of the grave. We are making du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are asking Allah asking Allah for our forgiveness, asking Allah for the forgiveness of the resident of that grave, or the residents of the graveyard, or the general Muslimin that have passed away. With regards to the question of facing the grave or facing Qibla, in this, scholars like Ibn Hajar, Rahimullah, and others have mentioned that face the grave when you make your greeting. Assalamu alaikum ya ahl al-qubur min al-muslimin, or these duas that we have learned. And when you raise your hand in dua, at that time face Qibla. It's preferable. If 
We should bear in mind, if we didn't face Qibla, if we still face the grave when we raised our hand in dua, there's nothing wrong with that. But there is the possibility that it might enter the mind that you're actually making dua to the resident of the grave. That's why it's better rather turn towards Qibla when you raise your hands and raise your hands and make dua, lengthy dua. Try and read the masnoon duas. Particularly the objective of this dua is what? Objective of the dua is to ask for maghfirat. Particularly of those that have passed away. And in that we ask for our own maghfirat. As to what else a person should be doing when we visit the graveyard, we find Mullah Ali Qari rahimahullah advises that we should together with making dua of istighfar, make tilawat of Qur'an, read some section of the Qur'an. He says the bare minimum, when you visit a graveyard, the bare minimum is we should read Surah Fatiha once and read Surah Ikhlas, that is, قُلْ وَاللَّهُ أَحَدٌ اللَّهُ سَمَدْ لَمْ يَلِدُ لَمْ يُولَدُ لَمْ يَقُلْ لَهُ كُفُوَانَ أَحَدٌ Read it three times, minimum. You find that it's mentioned in Ahadith that Surah, Fatiha, Surah Ikhlas, when it is read three times, inshallah, we'll get the reward of the entire Qur'an. So we read a little bit Qur'an, and we make isal sawab of that recitation to the residents of the graveyard, particularly the person we are visiting and the other residents. And we can make general for all the people, all the Muslims that have passed away. There's a hadith also where Rasulullah wasallam said, Iqra'u Yaseen ala mawtakum. Recite Surah Yaseen upon your deceased. This hadith is mentioned in Abu Dawood Sharif. Another hadith it is mentioned the narrator is mentioned in Qurtubi Rahimullah's Kitab, Man al Maqabir, that person who enters the graveyard, Fakara Ayasin, and recites Surah Yasin, Khaffafallahu Anhum Yoma Idin, Wakana Lahu Bi Adadima Fiha Hasanat. That if a person visits the graveyard and recites Surah Yasin, obviously if you are Hafiz, you can read it from memory. If you're not Hafiz, there's no problem with carrying a small copy of Surah Yasin with you and to recite while standing at the graveyard. Or if you find it hard to stand for a long time, sit one side and recite the Qur'an, particularly like we mentioned Surah Fatiha, Surah Ikhlas, Surah Yasin, last three verses of Surah Baqarah or last two verses of Surah Baqarah. Coming back to this hadith, Rasulullah said that person who enters the graveyard and recites Surah Yasin, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that day, Allah. if Allah nakare, Allah protect us, if the residents of that graveyard are mubtala in azab, on that day through the barakah of Surah Yaseen, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said, Allah will alleviate that azab, Allah will lighten the azab upon the residents of that graveyard. And as many people as are buried in that graveyard, according to this hadith, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Allah will give him reward according to the number of people that are buried in that particular graveyard. For example, if Allah makes our nasib to visit Jannatul Baqi, like we mentioned, Imam Malik Rahimullah was of the opinion that 10,000 Sahaba are buried in Baqi. And then over the generation, how many people are buried? So if a person decides Surah Yasin, he will get the reward of the number of all those people that are buried in that particular graveyard. Very, very important, my respected brothers, as because we've reached the end of this chapter and it's a very, very important chapter. In fact, we notice that this is a very neglected sunnah. This is a very neglected sunnah, regularly visiting the graveyard. So this is something we should try and incorporate in our lives. But be very, very careful. Do not, 
under any circumstances, get involved in the activities of the juhala, of ignorance, where we're imitating the Hindus or imitating some other nations, doing all sorts of strange things that are not established in sunnah. Let us stay within the parameters, within the boundaries of what is in sunnah. Otherwise, very, very easily, what could have been a source of great reward will give us completely the opposite effect. Like your stuff fixed.